Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, we'll break down how the Sens earned their eighth straight win against the Montreal Canadiens. It was a 4-1 win in Montreal, so we have a boots-on-the-ground report from our friend Stuart Sabrin. We also have a boots-on-the-ground report from the PWHL Ottawa game Alex Adams joins us to discuss. That's all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 966 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, you can follow the show on social media as well. We're at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube where a like, comment, and subscription go a long way to helping the show grow. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Today is Wednesday, January 24th, and Pilsy, who knew that with Michael Anlauer buying the Ottawa Senators, he would, by proxy, still own the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, that's a good one for these guys to win with Michael Anlauer getting front row seats, literally, to watch this victory as he was up against the glass in his old seats. He will no longer be sitting there anymore as he is shedding his Habs fandom, weaning off from that terrible disease that is Habs fandom, and now he gets to enjoy being solely an Ottawa Senators fan after that 4-1 win, a convincing win nonetheless, for the Ottawa Senators in the Habs barn. Two goals in 42 seconds in the first period put Ottawa in a position where they just had to cradle it home. And so they did. They went 5-for-5 on the PK. They went 0-for-5 on their own power plays, including a botched uh, 28-second 5-on-3. Ottawa's now 0-for-6 on 5-on-3 power plays so far this season with almost four minutes of actual ice time in those situations. But it was those back-to-back goals. First, Ridley Gregg shorthanded off an offensive zone face-off shorthanded, I may add, where it was a good face-off win by Josh Norris. Eric Branstrom just feathers a shot on net, and Ridley Gregg, the first guy to the rebound, and then a great shot from Jake Sanderson, boast and in, and it was 2-0 from there. But back to Michael Anlauer just briefly, because it's one thing for an owner of an NHL team to sit front row, and it might actually be unprecedented. But then to stand up and clap after every goal, like he was he was dialed into the game. And I think that that passion is is kind of what represents Sens fans the way that they are. We're not worried about the refs. We're not worried about anything. But watching the boys go out there and execute, they've played to this game plan that Jacques Martin has set up now for, for at least the last six games. And you could argue that the Colorado game within that, where it was pretty bad loss, right? Five unanswered, and they really collapsed after they would score and then give one up but they are really finding a consistency to the right way to play. It's a cliche to say right way to play, Pilsy, but whatever that cliche means is what the Senators are executing on the ice. 
And a big part of that, Ross, is goaltending. We're a hashtag goalie-friendly show. you got to tip your caps when the goalies are playing well. And Jonas Corposalo, he got the fire helmet from Shane Pinto uh, after the game. And it was well-deserved. Uh, most notably for me, Ross, was that glove save he made on Cole Caulfield that had a lot of time and space in the, in the slot. And he just flashes the leather and stops that one. And really, the Ottawa Senators kind of shut down any offense that the Montreal Canadiens uh, tried to build here. And... They didn't allow any of the sideshows in Arbor Jackeye or Brendan Gallagher to get under their skin or take away from the ultimate goal of beating this team and getting the dub. So all around, a great team effort, and the Ottawa Senators deserve this win. Yeah, I felt so too. It was a good road game, and for the first time this season, the Ottawa Senators went back-to-back games on the road in Philly in Montreal, and now the team will head home for a three-game homestand that begins tomorrow against the Boston Bruins, who have points in nine straight games, sit first place in the, oh, not in the entire league, because the Vancouver Canucks have jumped them, but they're first in points percentage as well. So this, this is a great team. You look at the, the Boston Bruins, and we'll have a full game day preview on tomorrow's Locked On Senators, but I think you really just have to revel in the fact that they go 2-0-1, the Ottawa Senators do, in front of their moms. The mom's trip is, is concluding. Hopefully they can rally a few to have one more, just one more on their way back home to take on the uh, Boston Bruins because they're going to need a full team effort for that game. But Ridley Gregg scores the opening goal and he was the man on the move in the lineup when Shane Pinto came back. But Hey, it's Kumbaya because both of those young studs got on the board tonight. Shane Pinto, we talked about it on the postcast and that's where you can catch all of our thoughts on this. We've got a very guest centric show. I can't remember the last time we double dipped with guests, but I I thought it was important because we are recording after the postcast. We just got all of our thoughts out on the game. So for 45 minutes of, after the game live reaction go check out the postcast but Pilsy, we've got a great show coming up but when we look back at, at Shane Pinto's game it's more than just the goal isn't it like just what he does to this lineup yeah absolutely and that's the type of player Shane Pinto is he can have electric plays offensively but he's also a smart player defensively so And not just his play on the ice, Ross, but he just seems like such a relaxed dude. He's so grateful to be back. He's with the fellas again. And what better way to get this kicked off than an assist up against Philly and now a goal up against Montreal. Two points, two games with the moms in attendance. So you love to see that for Shane Pinto. That's uh, that's a great feeling. And something else you love to see, Ross, is Ottawa Senators fans can go to NHL.com and they can look at the standings and no longer is this team in the bottom of the Eastern Conference Finals. Woo! Now they are still standings, uh, let me say. Standings, yes, and and they are still seven points back of Buffalo in their own division. At the time of this recording, though, Buffalo's down three Nothing to Anaheim at the end of the second period. Ottawa will have a number of games in hand four, if I'm not mistaken, on the Buffalo Sabres after tonight's game is over. Correct. Four games on the Buffalo Sabres. There's a stretch where the center. I mean, it's completely delusional. I'm I'm now. And again, no excuses. The season, the biggest failures are those two oh five and oh road trips that just completely torpedoed any chance of success throughout the entirety of the season. But now I just want to claw back into meaningful games where at that point, like right now, they they have probably like 
10 losses to play with for the rest of the season in 39 games, right? Like realistically. Yeah, but I'm over the last to... stretch, man, they're, they're what? 4-1-1 one, and one in their last six. I'm trying to take a look at the standings right now. So they are like 16 points out of a wild card spot here. So yeah, they don't, they do not have a lot of wiggle room here, but Ross, you know what? We're just going to, we're going to live in the present moment and we're going to enjoy things as they come. And I'll tell you what I, and I think you're going to enjoy tomorrow morning more than anyone as you love getting on Habs fans on Twitter and, uh, letting them know how things are when the Sens and Habs play each other. This is now eight straight wins for the Ottawa Senators up against the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, my God. They're my favorite fan base to rile up, for sure. Because then they always reply being like, you're so obsessed with us. It's like, well, if you guys didn't answer, I'd stop. (laughs) And I mean, the two teams are playing. Yeah. Like, (laughs) We're the Locked On Senators podcast. We're going to talk about who the Senators just played and who they just beat. If you are a fisherman and you caught a ton of fish in the same pond, would you keep going back to that pond or would you be like, nah, I'm good? No, you just keep keep putting the worm on and keep casting it out and see what you get. (laughs) What do you put to catch worms onto your lure? Because that's what I'm doing. I'm going in just with an empty hook and I come up with just a a bunch of worms and bottom feeders like the Montreal Canadiens are. All jokes aside, though, it is a good time to be an Ottawa Senators fan. And I actually do mean that because with Shane Pinto in the lineup, you can really see the, the, the shell and the core come together. And I'm curious, and this is something we can discuss over the all-star break because we can really kind of unpack it all. What is Steve Steos, Dave Poulin, and Ryan Bonus thinking about this now that Shane Pinto's back? Like, yeah. all of a sudden, the pieces of the puzzle are starting to fit together and things are working as people expected before the season. You're getting good saves. You're getting everything but the special teams. And I shouldn't even say special teams. PK has been a lot better. Everything but the power play. Daniel Alfredson, don't listen to this. But that power play needs to figure it out. But the last couple, the last couple, they they did look like they were generating. They just need to get more pucks on net. Only three shots on five power plays. Time to hear from Stewie Sabrin. We're going to get a boots on the ground report from our guy, Stewie Sabrin. That's coming up. Then we'll check in with Alex Adams talking PWHL Ottawa. Big win for them tonight. Just a great day to be an Ottawa hockey fan. Sens beat the Habs. Ottawa beats Toronto in the PWHL. Just great vibe. So let's go to that right now. This is Locked On Senators, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Indeed. Indeed is a hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one convenient place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites with a million tabs on your computer when you can find it all on Indeed. Find top fast with Indeed suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your jobs than candidates who only see it in the search. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resume on Indeed match your job description, and you can have them apply right away. Kick back and relax and let Indeed do the hard work for you. 
Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applicants that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. Go check out the Glebe Central Pub at 779 Bank Street, right in the heart of the Glebe. They've got great food. They've got great events. And how about the beer of the day? $8.50. Special prices to make every day of the week feel special. You can see all of those on their Instagram, Glebe Central Pub. They've got upcoming live music. February 3rd, go see Mike Murphy. They've got live music February 10th. 17th and 24th that's every saturday live music coming up at the glebe central pub they also have the send shuttle so go check their website glebecentralpub.com and you can check out when the send shuttle bus is running you can buy your tickets right on the glebe central pub website and that is only 17 dollars round trip will take you to and from the ctc and the vibes are absolutely free Sue gets you to the game. Sue gets you back all in one piece. She knows all the side routes and the bus leaves an hour and 15 minutes before the game to make sure you get there for opening puck drop. So go to the Glebe Central Pub, 779 Bank Street. Great place to go on your way to CPWHL Ottawa. And make sure when you're heading to Lansdowne, you're heading to the Glebe Central Pub. Go check out the Glebe Central Pub, guys. Locked on Senator sent you to 779 Bank Street. Welcome on a Sen Central citizen back to the show. The first time you right remember this sicko as the guy who wore a Sens jersey to the Habs Leafs COVID year playoff matchup. But now Stewie Sabrin is with us as a time capsule. He just got home from the Bell Center watching the Sens beat the Habs 4-1. Stewie, easiest softball question. How the heck was your night? It was amazing. Perfect, you guys. Other for the fact that someone dropped a beer on me, but now I'm clean, took my shower, I'm nice, and I'm very stoked to be here. Very, very nice to see you guys again. Did they spill the beer on you, or did they pour the beer on you? Actually, it was a Sense fan, and he oh. backed he backed into me and wanted to say sorry, and then he spilled his beer on me. <laughs> so whatever, Damn. whatever, whatever. I, 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 it, it passed. It passed. It wasn't. It wasn't the Kevin one, so it's good. Yeah, and I mean, it's going to take a lot more than a spilt beer to ruin your night getting to watch the Ottawa Senators dummy the Montreal Canadiens in the Bell Center. Like, Stewie, that's that's got to be extra special for you, uh, being a Sens fan deep in uh, enemy territory. Not Toronto, but uh, our... Territoire uh, des ennemis. Thank you. I was, I was going to attempt it, Ross, but I'm glad you stepped in as our bilingual uh, <laughs> host for Locked On Senators. So, yes. That's uh, that's what I wanted to say. That's got to feel great for you, eh? Listen, boys, it never gets old. I have <laughs> been going there as a Saints fan since I was six years old. Every win feels as sweet as the last one. It is always the same feeling. It is great. It is great to wave people goodbye. It is great to, you know, I, I've been, I've been say, said to go back to my country. I've been said to, to, to leave, the, leave the province. I'm like, I was born and raised here. And I say in <laughs> French, je viens ici. <laughs> so it, it never gets old. And tonight was 
it was a pretty awesome game other for the power play at the start of the, the game. But other than that, great game. Now, you said you've been going to the game since six years old. Why are you a Senators fan? Yeah, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll say it. It's always a pleasure of mine to say it. Um, so my mother's family came from Portugal and they came here when she was uh, a teenager. And obviously at school, everyone was like, hockey is a big thing in the seventies the Montreal Canadiens were obviously like a dynasty. Um, and there was one of her brothers who sadly passed away uh, a year and a half ago, but he was a Nordiques fan for some reason. He hated the media here and he hated the fans. And I was watching a hockey game with him, and he's told me, you can watch, you can cheer for any team you, t- any team you want except Montreal. <laughs> and the game on TV was Montreal against Ottawa. So it started there like that. And, you know, as a kid, I would go and pick up the Journal de Montréal with another uncle of mine. And I would, you know, I'd look at the standings, and I remember gliding my finger down all the way in the standings to find Ottawa, and, and I couldn't find them. And my uncle was, he would say, they're here. And there was a letter Y beside Ottawa, which meant they clinched the division. And uh, so it was it was the golden years with Alfie. You know, I remember watching Havel play and falling and falling in love. Uh, so it started like that, and obviously since then it's, it's been my religion. So if the Montreal Canadiens had have been playing like the San Jose Sharks or some random team that night, you went to a game with your uncle, would your entire fate of Ottawa Senators fandom be different? Or was part of it like, okay, I can't be a Montreal fan, but there's this Ottawa team that's super close by. I want to, I want to try to latch onto them or, or was it just whoever they were playing that night? Little, little Stewie was going to go for them the rest of his life. Well, I think it was in French we say un élément déclencheur. So it was it it, it it came across as just them being like by chance, but it, it was faith and it was destiny. I think. Beautiful. Uh, I was meant to be a Saints fan. Uh, I feel like I you know when I go to Ottawa and I see you guys, I'm always happy. There's a community over there. I have friends over there now. When I go to to, to hockey games, uh, I feel like somehow seed of Ottawa kind of adopted me as a little French kid. Uh, so I think, I think it was destiny. It was meant to be. Yeah. I love that. And people might not know the story of, of how we first actually got to meet in person when we got to 500 subscribers on YouTube and now we're at 7,300. So this was a while ago. We said, we're picking one random subscriber and they're coming to the game with us on us. And, Stewie Sabrin comes in guns blazing was such a great vibe. It was so awesome to get to sit with you at that game. And it was the same result, a win against Montreal. It was April, 2022. That was the game. Mark Castellic scores his first NHL goal and gets a fight on the same play. What a night that was. We haven't lost to Montreal since. Yeah. (laughs) Not lost. (laughs) It's been two years. It's been two years. And we haven't lost. Uh, so I think that was also destiny. I think we need to do it again. April 13th. Uh, April 13th is the final home game of the season. And last time we went, I think it was April 12th. It was like almost yep. like the last game of the season that we did. So just to make sure that for the next two years, we're still going to win again against Montreal. I think we need. We definitely we'll be there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So Absolutely. take us back into the Bell Center tonight, uh, Stewie. Yeah. Like, were there lots of Sens fans in there? You know what? Uh, I think through the years, I see more and more Sense fans. I think more of them do the trip. I think more of them feel comfortable doing it. Uh, I remember when I was young, I was almost like the only one. But now, I mean, I, 
I came across Dr. Bob tonight, so <laughs> and I wasn't the only one who kind of uh, wanted to take a picture with him. Uh, so I see more and more Sands fans, um, and I feel like the Bell Center is getting more quiet now than it used to be. Um, I don't know it's because the team is obviously having difficulties. And there you go. Look at that beauty. You know what? I said, I said, I, I think I'm going to go talk to um, the boys after the game of Lockdown. He's like, great. I'm going on TSN 1200. I was like, okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every night he has to. He's Classic. so funny, that guy. Uh, absolutely. But uh, the vibes are good. Vibes are great. A lot more sense fans in the last couple of years. Definitely. Yeah. Now, uh, you're obviously in the Montreal area, so you get to hear all the Habs fans talk their talk. The big talk of this game was, the sheriff is back. Brady Kachuk is shaking in his boots. Arbor Jack guy here. Yeah. What uh, what were the Habs fans saying during that game about uh, the sheriff being back and, and the big impact he had? Yeah, you know what? I heard a couple of things tonight. First of all, I heard some uh, Habs fans behind me. One of, one of them said, the sheriff is back. And the other one said, who? <laughs> so I think the media is trying to push, like, <laughs> like as if uh, Arbor Jack is some kind of savior. He's not. I, I think I saw in the Metro uh, coming back home uh, that I think statistically the two worst players from Montreal tonight were Gallagher and Arbor Jacki. Love to uh, see that. Which is very, very fitting. Yes. Uh, but, you know, um, while I wait for beer or pizza, you hear different things, uh, fans talking. Um, I've heard a couple of them saying that they wouldn't even trade Sean Monahan for a first-round uh, first pick and a top prospect. So you hear I, – I don't know, man. It's – they seem to be on their own little planet, which is very <laughs> cute, <laughs> but uh, very quiet on the Arbor Jack Eye front tonight. And he was pretty quiet also tonight, I think. Who was who the best senator on the ice in your mind? You know what? Uh, I was with my best friend tonight, and I kept talking about him to him about Jake Sanderson. And nice. yep. uh, I, I don't know that that guy, like when he has a bad game, he's still playing good. It's just that... Uh, in terms of what we're used to seeing from him, it's always elite. I think Jake had an incredible game. I cannot say enough good things about Kluju. Uh, I think there was a play on the power play where like someone lost the puck and it was only him and he came back. And the way he protects the puck, how smart he is, because um, he's not the biggest guy, I think he had a, an amazing game. And you know what? I've been pretty hard on all of them this year, on the goalies. Corpus Allo played a very, very good game. Like he, he, yeah. I was going to say he earned the fire helmet tonight. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I saw it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he played amazing. Uh, Montreal, I think in the Bell Center, they said that Cole Caulfield got the third star, which is yeah. very, yeah, they did. Congrats. Just funny. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but I, I would I would have given it to Corpus Allo. I think he was lights out, honestly. Now, based on where you were sitting for that video that we already showed, you must have had a great view of Shane Pinto's goal in the second yes. period. I, I saw it as if, like, I was right there. Oh. Uh, oh, it, that kid is so good. I feel like he has such a big impact on the team. Like, obviously on the ice, he's, his back checks, uh, he's so smart with the puck. He's, so, he's strong down low. That kid knows how to protect the puck. He's a sniper. But just him coming into the lineup, how everyone fits in perfectly, 
I feel it makes us so much stronger. But I was right there for that goal. It was, I think it was the only goal that I saw where I was closest to the net. I think all the other goals I was, I was far away. Um, but at the end of the game, all the players went on the middle of the ice and they lift and they lifted their stick as if there was like a, a playoff win during the season. I don't know why they did that, but I thought it was very funny. I think to the moms. That was like a salute to the moms. I uh, think. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's cool. But you don't see that at home ever. And we actually, we no. use the USA Today photos and they actually posted this. How You never see this on the road. No, no, no. So I, I, I didn't yeah. think it was for the moms, but that's, that was incredible. <laughs> it, it is a weird move. And then that a little extra there is you got Michael Anlau right at the glass seeing that. So maybe a little salute to him as well. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, final question for me, Stewie, is that's got to feel extra special uh, when the Francophone players are able to score in Montreal. Matthew Joseph gets that great effort on the empty net goal. Like, does that give a little... Um, extra juice to obviously those players, but also the Francophone sends fans when they get to see those guys score in Montreal. Yeah. I, it does for me, obviously uh, it has to, for them. I've, I've never seen Mathieu Joseph play a bad game against Montreal. Uh, yeah. Honestly, like he, he doesn't. Uh, and I went to a preseason game this year and he was a lights up. I think I did a tweet where I called him Mathieu Gretzky Joseph. <laughs> the kid. Like I think it's special for every player that comes from Quebec, uh, and I think Mathieu Joseph proves that. Claude Giroud, I, they never play a bad game. And even if we go back to Pajot, like Pajot was a, was a Habs killer. So yeah. if it means a lot to us as fans, I can't even imagine what it what it means to them as players on the ice. It, it I must love be it. Magic, yeah. I love it. Well, it was magic tonight to see Matthew Joseph get that empty netter. He was the only player in the two games against Montreal in the last week that had more than one goal. Nine different goal scorers, Stewie. So for yeah. you, Jake Sanderson stood out the most. What yeah. do you want to see until the All-Star game? Four games left. Like, Do you think the way they're playing is good enough? Obviously, you mentioned the special teams. What's something that you think they need to get as many points possible in these next four games? Yeah, um... I, I've talked about it with uh, the boys from La Brigade. Um, like we, we were discussing it. I felt like the team was kind of going nowhere. Um, but it, it seems like the tide kind of shifted lately. Um, and the, the thing I want to see is what we saw tonight. I think there was like maybe one or two great A chances from Montreal. That's it. Um, I don't think the team is playing in a spectacular way but they're playing in a very sound defensive way. And that means that they can counterattack very effectively and with structure. And I just want to see them keep going like that. I don't want to, I do not want to sit down this summer watching you two talk about the draft and who we should, we, who we should pick in the first round. I am sick and tired of getting drunk with whiskey, watching you two talk for three hours about which prospect <laughs> we should have. <laughs> I want to talk about positive, and for the next four games, I want to see exactly what we've seen since, I think, the game before Winnipeg, around that time. Yeah. Sound cool. defensively and good structure in front. Yeah. 
They're doing well over their last stretch, Stewie, and and we love yeah. your positivity that you bring. All your tweets, Stu M Sabrin. You can follow him on Twitter. We just posted the photo that we pulled up there. The Senators saluting the Bell Center crowd and their moms, of course. Uh, we tag Stewie in that too, so you can go give him a follow there. Great sense insight, just a great vibes guy. We appreciate you coming on the show again, Stewie, and uh, lock it in. April thirteenth, we'll see you at your home away from home. Come à la maison at the Canadian Tire Center. So thanks for doing this, man. We appreciate the Boots on the Ground report. Absolutely. I cannot wait to see you guys, and thank you for having me again, boys. It's always a pleasure. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Sleeper. Guys, if you want to win 100 times your money, play Daily Fantasy Hockey on the Sleeper app. As the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, Sleeper is where we play all Daily Fantasy sports, especially when it comes to hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy hockey contests. What I love about the Sleeper app is they've got great group chat options. You can let all your buddies know, hey, it's a big week. You can talk some smack and let them know that you're going to dominate and time is money. So entries can be made in less than one minute with studs like Brady Kachuk, Claude Giroux, Jake Sanderson, Drake Batherson. All you need to do is pick stats for these stars, stats like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Sense fans. 100 times payouts on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right so you can win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details only available for our friends in the U.S. for now. All right, Pilsy, stick taps to our guy Stewie for joining us. Now let's send it over to Alex Adams where we're talking about the 2-0-2 PWHL Ottawa team. I know in the interview I say 2-1-1. They're 2-0-2, no regulation losses, and it's a game day. So with that said, let's go over and join Alex Adams. All right, Pilsy. We're now very pleased to welcome a Send Central citizen back to the show. He's turning into a bit of a media mogul himself. You know him from the Behind the Play podcast and covering Sens and PWHL Ottawa with the Hockey News. It's Alex Adams. Alex, welcome back to Locked On Senators. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. I've never been called a media mogul, so I'll take that as a, you know as a compliment. So thanks so much, guys, for having me on, and uh, always a pleasure. No, it's great to see you again and doing so well in building the podcast, but also now being credentialed and covering these teams. You were boots on the ground last night, and you will be again tonight for the PWHL Ottawa game. And, of course, we're watching the Sens. We're dialed in, locked on, you could even say, to the Senators. So we were following from the outskirts, but we wanted a guy who was there to tell us about this 3-1 win. How was it? How did things develop? I saw finally... Brianne Jenner and Emily Clark got on the board. It was only a matter of time. What was the performance? A solid one overall? And what was the atmosphere like at the arena? The the atmosphere was great. They had over 6,000 fans. Uh, yeah. So another kind of close to sellout, which is awesome. Uh, always little girls screaming, which is great. And just a really good environment. Um, and all the, the first three games have been like that. So it's really cool just to see. And, I, I, you know, I know uh, tomorrow should be a very similar type crowd. So, yeah, the crowds have been awesome. Ottawa is a hockey city. No one can take that from us. And uh, 
Yeah, and then uh, obviously on the, in, on the performance, uh, I think Brianne Jenner said it pretty well. It was a gritty win. Uh, Mashmeyer was amazing. She made 30 saves, only yeah. obviously gave up one goal um, and was just kind of all over, especially in the third period. Toronto really pushed. Um, Ottawa didn't get a shot till I think the seven-minute mark of the third period. So it was a lot of pressure by um, Toronto, but they started the game really well. As you mentioned, Jenner finally scored first goal and first point uh, for Ottawa. And after the game, she talked about how it was a little bit of a monkey off her, her uh, you know, chess. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good win. And, and they've actually struggled at home if, for people that haven't been following. Uh, they've they've lost leads in the third period. Sounds a little bit like the Sens. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe not of late, but uh, so they uh, they finally held on. Um, and, and thanks to uh, Mashmeyer, who was uh, just really, really good all over the place, really athletic. I was talking to, uh, you know, our friend uh, Chris Sinclair, kind of reminds me of a UC Saros, like very small, diminutive, but very uh, technically savvy and athletic. So she was just, she's just a really, really good goalie, and Ottawa's pretty lucky to have her. Now, we got to get to that empty netter jailbreak goal, Alex, <laughs> like, that was a wild one. Like, sure, you see empty net goals when teams are shorthanded because you can just ice the puck if you miss, not a big deal. But this one wraps all the way around the boards and banks in. And then the PWHL rule, if people aren't familiar, is if you score while you're killing a penalty, that penalty is killed. The other team's power play is over. Now, that's a big moment, too, because if they're allowed to keep that power play, you still got a little momentum for PWHL Ottawa. How, like, that must have been such a cool moment to be there in the in the stands because that's a slow, long play till that puck finally makes it in. Yeah, like, everyone was kind of, like, kind of surprised when the puck took that, like, divot and went into the net. And then, yeah. obviously, for people that don't know, like, every time there's – it's a, called a jailbreak goal, like you yeah. alluded to. But then they have these, like, cool lights that come in. It's, like, dark flashing lights. Nice. So it's, like, a different type of goal celebration than a typical one. And then Emily Clark was in the box, and, like, she ran – she skated over to the ice and kind of, like, hugged the whole <laughs> uh, bench. So it was, like, a great celebration, too. So – I love the rule. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it makes sense to the NHL, but it's an amazing rule. And uh, it was really cool. And uh, it was funny. Carla uh, McLeod, who's just the absolute best qu uh, quote, said, uh, yeah, we work on that in practice, roaming it around the boards on uh, for an empty netter. Yeah. So uh, that's something uh, they've been working on, clearly. But, uh, yeah. So Ottawa's uh, now four games into their season. They've got a 2-1-1 one, one record. Both wins come against Toronto. I mean, is that is there a rivalry brewing? Like, have you noticed versus the other opponents? Is it a little more physical? Is it a little more oomph to it? Well, Brianne Jenner really feels like she was asked a question today just now, like uh, talking about how she likes that it's a, a little bit of a rivalry and she's excited to play them and she wants to almost get the conversation started. Um, and obviously, Ottawa has been winning the first two games, uh, which is always a nice little treat to that little rivalry, um, especially with the Sens and, and Leafs in different directions right now. So, um, yeah, I, I think there is. Um, and Ottawa definitely felt like uh, in the first game they were pretty dominant today, maybe not so, but it was really physical. Um, uh, there's a Michaela Grant Mentis like got this huge check into the boards and went off and thankfully returned to the game but it's just it's awesome to watch i don't know how many games you guys have been watching but there's checking everywhere uh it's physical 
there's shoving, there's pushing. Uh, fans were getting into it because there was a couple cross checks not getting called, and people were yelling at the rest like "you suck." So it's that kind of uh, game style that I've you know it's been awesome, and and just to see the women's game embrace the contact in the way they have with essentially full body checking outside of like open ice hits has just been awesome. And I really like how it adds kind of that physicality and grittiness to the game. Yeah, it's definitely still a physical game. Uh, as our friend Emily Clark likes to say, there's uh, grit and glam to the game that they <laughs> play, which uh, I, I love that saying. Now, Alex, you mentioned that, you know, lots of lots of young girls there at the game cheering on these ladies. Like, is is there a sense that, you could really feel the loyalty to this team from the community already. Uh, you haven't been to a couple of games and being in the Ottawa area. Can you sense that this community has kind of latched on to this team? Yeah, I definitely would. And it's just awesome to see just it's there's so many young women, honestly, and so many women at these games. Like I, like you guys have been to Sens games. You, you wait. Uh, I was just thinking about this. It's kind of a weird analogy, but – you, you need to go to the bathroom and it's just a long, long line of all <laughs> for the men's bathroom yeah. at the game today. It's completely packed. But for the women, I got <laughs> straight into the men's bathroom, but the women it's like backed up. So I think right. that's really what it kind of tells you a little bit about the fan base that it is, I'd say slightly the majority of women nice. and young people, a lot of kids, you see like all these like girls, hockey teams coming, yep. ringette teams coming into the building. So there's always little girls screaming and you know it'll say like at the intermission like welcome to Nepean Raiders U16 women's hockey team so it's a lot of young people and a lot of youth and energy and, and you can tell that in the crowd with just how excited they are when the team scores and uh, the oohs and ahs it really feels like a really good environment and I think TD Place being like this small little rink kind of really adds that to the the environment. Awesome. Alex, final one for me, and we appreciate you for joining us here. It's another game day. The the PWHL Ottawa team are hosting the Boston team, and that's a homecoming of sorts for Jamie Lee Rattray. Funny enough, I actually grew up playing against her. She played men's really? for the Canada Blazers double A mm. growing up, and she, she didn't just play for them. She was like a dominant player on their team at like 13, 14 years old. So I'm sure she'll have all sorts of family and friends in the building. What can uh, what can fans expect who are going down to the TD Place Arena tonight? Uh, yeah, it's just going to be an awesome atmosphere. Uh, it's kind of cool that you mentioned that because I know a lot of the Ottawa uh, players had a bunch of their family in. I think like almost half of them, maybe not half, but like a handful have been telling me that they brought their whole families in like Fanny. Gasparich, who's from Hungary, literally brought her family in all the way from Hungary. So um, definitely cool to, to have that kind of communal aspect. But it's going to be a really fun game. Boston obviously has Hillary Knight as well. Um, so, you know, see one of the best players maybe on par with uh, Marie-Philippe Poulain. And then obviously Jamie Lee Rattray is always a nice little local touch, as you mentioned. And uh, maybe she'll, uh, you know, get a couple goals like she did for Canada back in the day in uh, in Ottawa. So maybe we'll see that. So it, it should be a good game. And uh, both teams have been pretty good this season. So um, Ottawa hopefully can extend their uh, point streak to five in a row to, to start the season, uh, not losing in regulation so far. 
Seven o'clock is the start time at TD Place Arena, Boston, Ottawa. Make sure you stop by the Glebe Central Pub on your way there. Why not? Grab dinner, drinks, and then head down to TD Place Arena. For the hockey news covering PWHL Ottawa and the Senators, it is Alex Adams. Make sure you subscribe to the Behind the Play podcast. We are going to be on with him next Monday, so stay tuned for that, Alex. We always love coming on with you. Always insightful conversations. Great questions asked as well. Thank you for doing this, and we look forward to next week. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Always appreciate it. All right, Pilsy. Stick tabs to Alex for joining us. Really fun conversation with him. Love how dedicated he is to his craft. Really one of the rising stars over the next number of years that you'll see and hear from when it comes to the Ottawa sports scene. Pilsy, any final thoughts on today's show? Final thoughts for me is anytime, Ross, you get to see the Ottawa Senators beat up on the Habs and then a Battle of Ontario go in Ottawa's favor in the PWHL. It's a great day. So I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. And we've got a pretty, pretty good lineup coming up for the rest of the week. We're going to have Monica join us again later this week. And Kenzie Lalonde, a uh, Habs-based reporter, but she's from Ottawa. We're going to get her to admit that she's a born and raised Sens fan, as well as the woman who's going to be calling tonight's PWHL game between Boston and Ottawa. So stay tuned for that the rest of the week. We are in talks with the best friend of the show. Well, there's two of them. There's two of them. But our, our guy, Martin Mathot, will be joining us in the next little while as well. So stay tuned for all that and plenty to discuss. Is it time to talk extension with Shane Pinto? All these questions are going to have to come up sooner rather than later as we head into the All-Star break with the Senators playing the best hockey they have all season. Four straight games with at least a point. They're 3-0-1 in their last four. They are 4-1-1 in their last six. And they've got to play some tough teams coming up. But for today, we say goodbye. Thank you very much for joining us here on today's show. And if you'd like to support the show, the Faces Ottawa Magazine Awards are out. I will put the link in the bio if you would like to vote for that. Uh, best sports podcast in Ottawa. We have been nominated for that. So that would be, uh, be kind of cool. We're not going to push it too much on you. I don't want to be here promoting it over and over again, but uh, we would appreciate your vote if you are interested in doing that. If you want more on last night's game, go check out the postcast wherever you get your podcasts, also available on YouTube. For today, though, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. <laughs>